interesting, unique, like fucked up position, right? Because obviously the economy in general is, is suffering right now, but the cannabis industry specifically is like wholesale prices are down 90% in the last year, right? So something that we were selling for $20,000 a liter, you know, 12 to 16 months ago, we're selling for $2,000 a liter now. And retail prices, I don't know if you've been in the store, but they're also down, you know, 60%. I have so. been in the store. And it's been nice saving that money <laughs> from a consumer standpoint. Consumers are winning right now, for sure. <laughs> you know, like, I've gone in there, uh, you know, with people who have come to visit, right, and taking around investors and, and get them the product. And it doesn't necessarily register to me because I don't use the products, right, because I'm, I'm not in there buying them. But when I go in there and I put together like a, a basket to give to somebody, and then I see how much it costs, I'm like, wow, that's really a, not a lot of money. So as we, as we grow the business and the volume of the business, the top line revenue is still going down. Yeah. Right? And so it's tough for me to set these top line revenue growth goals that, that would you know, be like significant growth in the business when the the pricing is, has slid so much, right? So yes, like um, the last two years have been, you know, like eight figure years for the business um, and really pushing to continue to grow the business and, and have that top line revenue grow up. But in order to do that, I have to add like a significant amount of assets. Like we have to open four new stores next year to grow that. Um, and so we do have you know, aggressive uh, growth goals, and and I was able to secure some some debt financing, which is really tough to get right now, um, given the capital markets in general, but specifically in cannabis. Like, cannabis is like uh, the fucking plague right now. People do not want to put their money in cannabis. So I thought about this a little bit because some of the other podcasts I've watched of yours uh, and some of the conversations that you and I have had with the. Uh, with how the how the market has shifted downward, and like to your point, it is consumer centric. How do you find? Let me rephrase that. Is it like is the is the cannabis industry currently for an investor kind of like the stock market? We're in a down position because you secured a shitload of money uh, from an investor who, when you told me that, I was like, oh. He probably thinks that this is definitely a low point in the market and it's going to take an uptick and it's going to be a huge surge on his investment. Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, like cannabis multiples 12 to 18 months ago, companies were valued at 10 to 15 times revenue. And so right now, companies are generally valued at maybe one times revenue and so yes like if you look at Cresco stock right now I mean last year it was in, in 2021 it was like $14 a share and right now it's under $2 a share and so if you believe in the cannabis industry and I think a lot of people do I obviously believe in the cannabis industry like there you know is opportunity a lot of people who bought at $14 are uh, upset but they're buying at $2 to you know dollar cost average so yeah, I think there's good opportunities for people to invest in, specifically in public cannabis stocks right now. 
Um, investing in private placement in cannabis is a little sketchy right now because right now what we're in is like I, I liken it to the tech bubble of the early 2000s, right? Everybody got into tech, valuations were insane, and then a lot of those companies went out of business. Right. The ones that made it through are Amazon and Facebook and, you know, are like Goliaths now. And so, like, do I see us being like a Goliath, like an Amazon or a Facebook? You know, I don't, probably not. But I think if you make it through this bear market that we're in, you're in a really good position on the other side. So when you go to market, when you go to look for investors, that's the route you take. That's the discussion you have. Yeah, and, and right now, like equity capital is really hard to find. Um, but we have been able to, to get some debt capital, um, which has been more forgiving given the, the current bear market. Obviously, my business doesn't do the same type right. of volume and, and growth. But, you know, I'm looking at 2023 having a kind of a whiteboard session with my team, um, taking a look at 23 and what we can do to improve where our pain points were, addressing those, finding the profit centers that do the best and maybe putting a better focus on that, uh, shrinking the areas that have um, lost in the past and maybe changing up kind of, you know, certain sections of the, of the business that I think could, could grow if we put a little bit better focus on it. Are you doing anything like that with your team? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we really started doing it last summer um, just looking at how much the market had changed and the direction that we saw things going in. Um, we had to make some cuts, like you see big companies are making big cuts. I have a smaller company, so we made smaller cuts, but um, you know, some of the executive roles got uh, eliminated, and that created more work for myself um, and for other people in the business taking on you know it's like in the beginning I wore all the hats right yep. and as the business grows you start to dish off responsibilities to people as you hire in and train people who can take over some of those responsibilities and then when the market compresses like it has you can't necessarily afford to keep that robust structure and so some of those roles have to go and you start wearing more hats again right so like I took over the marketing department which is part of the reason besides you know, you inspiring me um, to start creating content, right? <laughs> I just did a deep dive into social media marketing. Yeah. And so I was like, content, content, content. All right, well, we got to start producing content. Like, I did a high commerce podcast at seven this morning before I came here. Mad podcasting today. Did you really? Yeah. Good for you. Well, three, three podcasts on the You were in the ice today. bath at 530 this morning. I was in the ice bath at 530. Because I follow you. Yeah. On Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Follow me. I mean, I, I have concerns about TikTok, and it's hard um, when you're using it as an avenue for growth, but yeah. it's like, at what point do you start kind of like taking a stand, draw a line in the sand, like, I'm not going to participate in this? Because there's some fucked up shit, right? Like, the other day I went to link my YouTube to the TikTok account, and Google sent up a, a little warning flag, like, hey, you're giving these people access to your Google account not just to your YouTube account, but to your Google account. And so I was like, fuck that, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think my YouTube is connected to my TikTok. So. 
Lots of things to think about. Bike dance all in your shit. Yeah, yeah. Here's your one piece of advice for any entrepreneur or business owner right now looking at 2023, seeing a down market with a lot of people with the uh, with what I think is some confusion and BS between their ears about the, the uh, financial market today, whether we're in a recession, not in a recession, going into recession, coming out of a recession or whatever. How do you focus? What is your focus point going into 2023 for growth? Sure. Um, so we made a lot of cuts to reduce our overhead, conserve cash, and um, made some moves to get cash, right? Uh, got some debt financing so that we would go into 23 in a strong position um, because fortune favors the bold, right? Like in a down economy, there are opportunities for people who are willing to take risks and either buy distressed assets or um, you know, make moves like that. Like in the cannabis industry, there's a lot of businesses going under, right? And so there's going to be businesses for sale, and I want to be in a position where we can actually buy those, um, you know, hopefully on the cheap, and add them to our portfolio and increase our business like that. So if you have the um, the stones for it, like it's a great time to make some moves, right? Like some of the best businesses in the world were started in a recession. Yep. You know, it's a great time. There, there are good people on the market, right? There's a lot of uh, availability in the, in the labor force. Uh, wages generally go down. Um, and then obviously the cost of getting into stuff is cheaper, right? You can get into a building cheaper. You can start a business cheaper, so. We've been having little little campfires around the, around the store. And then we're gonna all put our ideas together and really focus on the future. And a lot of that's gonna come out of my pocket. Yeah. And I'm happy for that because uh, I can see the growth. And see I'm your s- stones, James. Yeah. Well, I've got big fucking stones. <laughs> Trust me. I'm I leveraged. You know, like we didn't start in summer because we're such great fucking brilliant planners. We started in summer because shit was getting ugly. Yeah. You know? And so, like, we eliminated some brands, right? Reduced the amount of SKUs that we're, that we're um, producing at the manufacturing um, and pared down the ones that we kept to uh, like a core offering that we thought would do well in a down market and shit like that. So start buying fucking Mad Dog 2020 and uh, all the all the liquors that are bought in bad times, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. Pop so up. like when we were in the lockdowns, the shutdowns, and everything else, all, and a lot of businesses that weren't considered essential, but liquor was. Yeah. Uh, you know that was a big push for the uh, lower tier. Although people were stepping up and buying higher uh, value products, uh, the, the bulk of the, uh, the bulk of the growth, the bulk of the bulk of the income for the store was definitely from the uh, the lower tier. Right. A lot of hot buys, a lot of big buys. People were buying a lot because they didn't know if they were going to be able to come back. Right. Um, so you know, as we look at the recession, we're already starting to, uh, or, or what could be considered a recession. Never been. I've never come from a place. Of scarcity, yeah, you know, when when speaking about whether or not we are in a recession. Well, I'll tell you this: the last in 2008 um, and, and the the following years, I was in a very different place in my life. Right, I sure. was on drugs, uh, you know, eventually getting sober, like in 2012. So I really felt like I missed out on the big opportunity there. A lot of people that I know bought a lot of real estate when it was down. 
fixed it up, flipped it, uh, yep. when the market turned around and made like a lot of money. And so um, I, I made a promise to myself that if you know the next time this happens, I'm gonna be ready. And so even my wife and I, like we didn't do Christmas gifts this year. Um, you know, we're running as lean as possible in my house because we wanna conserve as much cash as we can because you know, at the end of this thing, you know, we'll see how bad the real estate market gets. Um, I kind of hope it gets as bad as it was before because I don't want to sell anything. I just want to buy some stuff on the back end. Yeah, and I think a lot of people look at it that way. You know, they, they, see, they see the housing, you know, the dollars, what it costs to get into a new house or a new construction going down. And then eventually you're going to be able to buy in. Like every 10 years, the real estate market does this shit. Right. So I think we're hitting that point again. Is it going to totally crash like 2008? I don't think so. But I do think the values are going to come down to a point where it's going to make sense to uh, to invest in real estate in that way too, for sure. It's interesting because you, there's so many conflicting opinions right now. Some people are saying this is going to be the worst recession that we've ever seen. Some people are saying this is going to be a recession, but it's going to be short. It's going to be light. Um, and then some people are saying no recession at all, right? Yeah. So who the fuck do you listen to? Again, I think it's between your ears. Yeah. Because like for me, even if it's a really horrible recession, people are still going to buy booze. That's right. You know? Um, Extra Bud Lattes, though. You know? Yeah, it just might be a little bit Bush cheaper. Latte. You know, the, 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 the average receipt might be more volume than, than, right. you know, than, than profit. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a huge hit. Right. You know, people are still going to buy booze. You know, and we just tailor our marketing towards some of that. Although, you know, I'm from a marketing standpoint here, the, the, my foot is going to be firmly on that gas pedal. Yeah. Uh, you and I talked about this at nauseum. But uh, I, think, I think a bigger focus is going to be on, you know, store promotion. You know, I could see a little bit of a dip. And... You know, we need to turn it up in terms of like product promotion, sampling in the store, you know, advertising the store more. And uh, I'm going to turn it up when it comes to podcasting and interviews. My, that video I put out about, you know, asking people if they had ideas, my DMs have been exploding. So I've yeah. got quite a list going. But, and I also think that, you know, there could be tears to that. You know, a podcast for this, a podcast for that. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the future, the growth on the social media side, you know, my pushing for, for, for marketing the store and advertising the store more. I'm interested to see what you're going to do, you know, going into 23 with what you're doing with your own personal brand and with uh, Heritage Provision. Yeah. Um, here's an idea for you. You should start doing black and white depression era videos. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've obviously really ramped up the content that we're putting out. It's tough in cannabis. Um, there's a lot of limitations to what you can do on social media. And the big issue is that your neighbors hate on you, right? So, like, uh, yeah, people who are competitors of you just report all your shit and try to get it taken down. We've had accounts deleted. Um, it keeps you from being able to really be aggressive with what you're doing there. You have to be creative, which is why I protested in front of your store the other day. I'm working on a rebuttal for that shit. <laughs> awesome, can't wait. Um, and so we're just trying to take a more creative approach, uh, doing more kind of like ad style um, 
campaigns and looking at what some of the other industries have done and trying to kind of emulate that in, in cannabis. And then obviously the podcast, uh, you know, it's, it's fun, it's interesting to do, it's slow growth, but I, I think all content is good, right? It's all, um, all, all gets eyes and ears, and, and so we're, I'm excited that we're doing it. High Commerce Podcast, by the way, and that I think is amazing. Thank you. I think it's awesome. I love it. I love watching every episode. I like the premiere. Let's get it. I like the little email I get from you guys. Yeah, it sucks that it's a little slow going. YouTube is a kind of a bitch that way. It takes a long time for it to catch on. But um, I think the more you put out, you know, the more eyeballs will see it, the more people will talk about it, the more people will share it. Uh, the William McKenzie podcast, I think, is rad too. So keep that up. I mean, I think I really do think at the end of the day that what you're building uh, uh, from a personal standpoint on social media is going to be the thing that really skyrockets you for sure. Thanks, man. I definitely, if there's one thing that um, that I've learned like in my 30s, uh, it's delayed gratification. So I don't mind putting in a significant amount of work for a significant period of time before I see results from something because I think anything worth building takes time, right? What are we doing for health as we move forward? <sighs> I think you and I kind of mirror each other in a, in yeah. a, in a lot of ways. Uh, I'll just say that like, as far as a daily routine goes for me, I don't think I'm quite as dialed in as you are, but um, you know, we both recently started at 75 hard. Yeah. I don't even know what day I'm on, three or four, but yeah. I've done it in the past yeah. and I've never finished it. I've got as far as like 60 plus days in and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll have a glass of wine. Oh. or a beer, or I don't drink all my water, right. or I don't read my 10 pages. There's always something, right. you know. Um, I'm going to give myself a, a little leeway. I'm not going to quit. It's going to be the two workouts a day, without question. I'm going to do those. I mean, 50 to 60% of the time, I work out twice a day as it is. But it's, but it's when you have to do like 45 minutes and 45 minutes that's like, yeah, I'm really putting it in. Yeah. After work, I've just been hitting the treadmill for 45. But I'm doing the ice plunges like yeah. you're doing. Um, that's at about 20 minutes a week right now. A lot of vitamins, green drink, yeah. meditation, fucking journaling, trying to do all the things to clear my head space. Uh, and you know, I mean, you've been sober for 10 years. I've been sober for four days. There you go. <laughs> but I feel pretty fucking mint, dude. Yeah. You know, good. a lot of pissing because I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. But, right. um, you know, my vision for 23 and beyond, super healthy. I've been getting my blood work done every year. We're amping that up to every six months to make sure that everything's dialed correctly. Um, you know, I'm, I own a liquor store, but I'm not drinking for 75 days. <laughs> and, uh, you know, consuming the water, doing the exercise. The meditation has been good. I've been kind of in and out of that for a while, doing some yoga. My vision for the future is to have the most, to be the most healthy I've ever been and to be the fittest I've ever been. And I think that's really gonna translate well into every aspect of my life. In fact, I know it will. Yeah. You know, if I'm healthy and I'm fit and I'm getting my sleep, I think, I think 2023 and beyond is gonna be, it's infectious. Absolutely, it definitely it, it, uh, seeps into the other uh, aspects of your life. So I, I used to get up at five and just go to the gym, but since we have the baby now, uh, you know, I try to help with him in the morning before I go to work so my wife can get, you know, a little bit of extra sleep. So now I get up at four 
I have my coffee, I meditate for a minute, um, and then I get into the ice bath by five o'clock. Um, and then right after the ice bath, I hop on the bike for hopefully 45 minutes. Like, like yesterday, I, I got 25 minutes and then the baby started crying. So I had to get up, feed him, change him. Uh, and then when I got my wife up, I had to go back and do the other 20 minutes before yep. I could shower and go to work. Um, and then I'm working, uh, I'm working out like at, at the gym in the afternoon. Um, and I'm trying not to take away time from my family because that's like yeah. important for me that I maintain some balance and, and also important for my family too. Um, so I'm finding a, a point, usually I'm scheduling a call around four o'clock that I can take from the gym and just be like on mute most of the time and then unmute myself and be like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I agree with that. And then mute myself again um, and keep working out. So I was already doing everything in 75 hard except for the diet. Uh, I guess diet's key, bro. I'm an advantage because I don't drink. I haven't had a drink for coming up on, I haven't had a drink in 11 years. Um, but the diet is definitely the thing that I struggle with, right? Sure. Like, I'm a, I have a fucking sweet tooth, and Same. it's it's uh, it's kept me from being super fit, right? Because it's like it doesn't matter if you work out for an hour and a half every day. Like, if you crush donuts, you're gonna be fat. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's been my life story. Uh, I can eat been, a whole cake, dude. Oh, I'm the yeah. same way. I gotta keep sweets, the fuck, away from me. Right. Because if there's 10 cookies and I'm like, I'll just have one, yeah. you know, then I eat all 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% that way. This has been my favorite part. I like talking about this shit. Yeah. You know, because I want to be super fit, you know, and I, and I get it. The, the part where you said, you know, you need to be present more, that, uh, that's huge for me. You know, Betsy and I were constantly talking about it, like, you know, or I'm always bringing up, like, you know, I just want to be more present. My mind is going in a million different directions. But the answer isn't to slow down what I've got going on. Every single business, I want to 10x that shit, right? So I'm constantly thinking about that. But then I'm also thinking about, I want to be a better dad, I want to be a better husband, I want to be a better friend, Uh, you know? And a lot of times, there's always one part of that dad, husband, friend that uh, falls to the wayside and it, and it sucks. If, I, if I'm doing all the right things to be a super awesome husband and great dad, then my friends feel it. You know, yeah. I feel it too because I still want to hang with my boys. And then if I'm doing all the right things to be good with my friends, definitely being a husband and father isn't. But trying to piece all those, pe- you know, put all those pieces together in the 24 hours um, and still get nine hours of sleep, by the way. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What are you, a fucking baby? Seven by seven thirty, I'm in bed reading, homie, and then I get up at like quarter to five. I don't get up at four, quarter to five, and uh, start my day. That's solid as fuck. That's twice as much sleep as I get. Yeah, you know, I can't sleep more than like six hours. Is like solid for me. Well, that's still pretty good, especially with a newborn at home. Yeah, I'm I'm like a four to six hour guy. Well, what are you doing to like be there? I mean, I, I'm kind of, uh, I don't have, a, like, a social life. Like, I see you hanging with your, but I don't really, um, ever since I got sober, I've kind of been, like, an introvert, right? And it's kind of this interesting 
like salesman, very extroverted, can be on when I need to be, but like ultimately at the end of the day, I want to like shut down and, and go recharge. Yeah. Pretty much by myself, you know. Um, with my wife there, luckily she's kind of on board in an introversion. Sure. Um, but yeah, like I don't, um, I don't get out much. Yeah. So I have one less, one less thing to suffer, right? Because I do, I'm obsessive, right? And that's partially, you know, that's mental health and the addiction part of me is like I get obsessed with things and so like when I took over the marketing department I would have my earbuds in at home all the time and I'd be you know carrying around the baby and changing his diaper or whatever but I'm listening to a book about marketing or a podcast about marketing yeah and it was uh, I was not being present right even though I was there I was I was doing something else yeah and so I had to I had to check myself well my wife had to check me to be real um, because that's not like a not a good way to operate um, and so I've always struggled with balance like in every aspect of my life yeah it's a motherfucker it's hard because I want to do it all and be all and be yeah. everywhere to everybody yep. my core yeah not everybody but my right. core yeah. my wife my kids my friends but do what you can right here's 2023 Absolutely. I gotta have you over for vegan uh, lasagna. Uh, it's amazing. I'd love to come for a vegan lasagna. Yeah. Does it have Lucy, your wife? Yeah. yeah. Does it have fake cheese in it? Vegan yeah. cheese? My wife makes homemade vegan cheese. Homemade vegan cheese? I, yeah. She's gonna make you a wheel. She make milk vegan cows? The cheese is nuts. Get it? Yeah. Uh, no, she makes like a cashew uh, cheese and she can make a cheddar and a uh, whatever, like a mozzarella. Right, and they're oh, super right. good. And she All makes right. a ri homemade ricotta that goes on the on the vegan lasagna. Really? Yeah, you can't tell the difference, homie. I'm telling you, I've had other Shut people over to eat, Shut and up. that's really? like that's our go-to. Is uh, when we're having, uh, you know, a people table over. full of people, uh, she makes the uh, vegan lasagna, and it is a it's a home run. All right, it really I'm is. I'm looking forward to trying. Yeah, it. we're gonna set that shit up. Yeah. Let's do it.